Hello and welcome to week two of our series, uh, our spring series with these fresh messages uh, brought to us by different people. Today, we're gonna hear from someone who you've heard from before, and uh, that is Jonathan Stark. He's from the BUV. He's the head of pastoral development there. He's brought us messages um, before uh, uh, in person and also brought us a greeting earlier in the year. And uh, Jonathan's gonna be bringing us a message this morning, which I really trust will be an encouragement to us all. Uh, this was recorded again a few weeks ago and they send it through. And so I trust that this day today would be one that blesses you as uh, I'm still on holidays and enjoying that thoroughly. I, I trust that this sermon uh, today will bless you, that this worship would encourage you and uh, that you will continue to support each other uh, and, and uh, enjoy uh, being able to gather together online, um, not necessarily in person yet, I'm really hopeful that that's not too far away. And uh, I just thank you for, for all the ways that you support each other. Uh, we are the church. Uh, we have been deployed. We have been scattered. And uh, it is great to hear um, that uh, the gospel is still going forth wherever you are. And so might I continue to encourage you in that, that uh, we would continue to be able to, uh, like we heard in, in, in the series from Thessalonians, walk in a manner worthy of our calling and uh, that we would be able to share the gospel no matter where we are because we live with the thinking and the reality that Christ's return is imminent. And so it really matters what we do with our lives. And so I encourage you again just to, to, to get out there, to share the gospel with friends and family and uh, make sure that you, you are the church. You care for each other, but you also are here with a purpose to share the gospel. So this morning as we worship the Lord, let's do that with that in mind, that, that we are here with a purpose as family to build God's kingdom. And so let's sing this morning and, uh, and then we'll hear from Jonathan and that will do us again for the day. So blessings to everybody. Lovely to see you again, uh, for you to see me again. I don't know how this works again. Uh, it's all good. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to being back again next week with our third sermon uh, in this series, in our spring series here. So uh, just uh, uh, encourage you to worship wholeheartedly, worship the Lord and to sing uh, with, with gusto, sing with joy, and express the, the goodness of God in all that He is and does for us. Uh, so let's, let's sing this morning and then we'll hear from Jonathan. Glad 
stumble again I'm caught in your grace Everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all things In my heart, in my soul I give you control Consume me from the inside out Lord, let justice and
Well, hello, Wangaretta Baptist. It's Jonathan Stark here from the Baptist Union, and it's just a privilege and a joy to be speaking to you today from my home in Melbourne to you in the northeast in Wangaretta. Uh, there was this worker, and at the end of the working day, this workman, he's leaving the factory and where he works, and he's pushing out a wheelbarrow as he leaves. And inside the wheelbarrow is a small box, and he's stopped by the security guard, and the security guard says, what's that? What, what's in the box? And he goes, well, you know, the sawdust that's on the floor at the end of the working day, it's swept up and it's thrown away. And he said, well, I need some sawdust at home. So I've put some in a box and I'm taking it home. And the security guard says, well, open the box. So he opens the box and sure enough, inside there's sawdust. And that was Monday. Uh, same thing happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then on Friday, it's the end of the day and he's leaving and he's pushing out his wheelbarrow and inside the wheelbarrow is a small box and it's the same security guard. And the security guard says, it's you again. You know, what have you got in the box? And the worker says, well, I've got the same thing that I had on all the other four days. It's sawdust. And the guard says, open the box. And the guy opens the box and inside it's sawdust. The guard says, I got this feeling that you're up to something. I've got this you're up to something fishy. I've got this feeling that you're stealing something, but I just don't know what it is. He says, look, why don't you just tell me what you're stealing and I promise I won't report you. And so the man said, okay, I'll tell you, I'm stealing wheelbarrows. <laughs> Isn't life a bit like that? We can get so preoccupied with a little item, a little package, and we can miss the big picture. Sometimes we're so preoccupied because we think, you know, we've, oh, I've got a little stone in my shoe and we can spend so much time bent over trying to get the, the stone out of our shoe that we get back and we go, oh, you know, what have I missed? And there's been a whole parade that's passed us by. Do you know, perspective is important. And right now, we are focused on COVID-19, on the pandemic. And every lunchtime, we get the daily tally of coronavirus, new infections, and the deaths that have taken place in Victoria. Every evening when we turn on the news, we see the latest changes and updates. It can take all of our focus. What's this, we say? What's going on? What's going on? We can see changes that our churches are facing, that the losses that we've each experienced through not being able to be with others at church services, to, to greet and to say hello, not being able to be even in our small groups. And we realise that there, are no, there will be no singing together as a church for some time. And we're realising that online services are here for a very good while. So for many of us, it's even difficult uh, to think, how are people going in the congregation? I don't really know how people are getting on. And we can say, oh, no, what's happening? What's this all about? You know, I think it's true that it's times like these when we need to get up and stand back from the details and see the bigger picture. We need 
to know that perspective is important and we need to start seeing things from God's perspective. So what does God see? He so often sees things so very differently from us. So what does God see right now? Well, I reckon there are some things that we can know for sure that God sees in this time because of what he said in the past. There are things that were true before the pandemic and they are true now also. So we can start, uh, you know, to, to try and ask, God, how do we see things from your perspective? So, you know, the f- first way that we can do that is to simply look up, <laughs> look up. Uh, so many people look down today. They, they slouch and they look down on their computers and, and they look at their phones. Look up. You know, just recently we were having dinner, my, my wife and my two daughters, and all of a sudden our 19-year-old daughter stopped what she was saying and in mid-sentence and she looked at her mum and she said, Mum, look up. You shouldn't be looking at your mobile phone at the table. <laughs> so look up today. That's my first encouragement to you. What does God show us when we look up, when we lift up our heads and see things from his perspective? Well, firstly, from God's perspective, we can know for sure that Jesus is building his church. Can you remember Peter's response to Jesus's question? But who do you say that I am? His response was, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Can you remember what Jesus said to Peter? He said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the coronavirus, sorry, sorry, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. We could park here on this verse for a long time because there's so many different aspects to this verse. But what I want you to hear from these these words of Jesus are these five bold words. He said, I will build my church. You know, Jesus promised to build his church. He said, I will build my church. And I reckon he's been doing a pretty good good job of it over the years, don't you? Uh, Can you imagine the disciples (laughs) that would have been standing there by the side of the road? Yeah, sure, Jesus, you probably should build something pretty quick, I reckon, because people, uh, you know, us as your disciples, we're making mistakes left, right and centre. And all these people are getting pretty angry. There's lots of opposition that's rising against you. Time's running out, Jesus. You know, they must have had no idea that for 2,000 years, millions of people would give their lives to Christ so that the Holy Spirit would flood their lives. They would meet together regularly. They would worship. They would love, serve, pray, eat together. And the good news of the gospel, they would share with others. And the world would be a different place because of the church. Do you know, we can trust that Jesus is building the church because he's the Messiah, the son of the living God. And he said, I will build my church. If I say I'll clean the garage, 
it's not certain that it'll get done. But when Jesus says, I will build my church, he has, he is, and he will, even in these difficult times. So when you look up, praise God, worship him, thank him, even though there's so much going on, Jesus is building the church. It's a cause for praise. It's a reason to give thanks to God in the midst of all that we are facing. But whilst we look up, we don't need to sit back and watch Jesus building the church. No, the second thing we can do at this time to gain a a different perspective is not only to look up, but to look in. Look inside. I know that's really hard to do. You can't pluck out your eyeballs and swallow them so they can look around inside you. But that's not what I'm saying. What I mean is to look in and see what is true about you in your heart. Who are you inside? Who really are you as a person? When you look in and see what God sees from his perspective, we see that you, no matter who you are, have been made in the image of God. You are loved by God. You matter to him. If you're a follower of Jesus, then you're a new creation. You're forgiven. You're filled with the Holy Spirit who has promised to never leave you or never forsake you. And you can, with Paul, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if Jesus is your Lord, then I've got good news for you today. You are the church that Jesus is building. What? Me? I'm the church? Yes, you are the church that Jesus is building. Well, how do you know? Well, look at the passage. Notice when Jesus said, I will build my church. He also indicated how he would build it. There's no mention of a building fund, you'll notice in the passage, or of a type of architecture that's required on a building. He says to Peter, who just declared that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God, he said, on this rock, I will build my church. So who is the rock that Jesus will build his church on? Well, it's Peter. But not just Peter, it was Peter's faith. It was his confession. It was his declaration of faith that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus is saying that he would build his church and those who, like Peter, know and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is God, that he is the Messiah, they are the ones in and whom through Jesus would build his church. Uh, that's why I love what it says in 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, Jesus, that is, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
So look in. (laughs) If you are a follower of Jesus, if you declare that Jesus is Lord, then you are a living stone built on the living stone, the rock, Jesus. You are how Jesus is building his church, which is good news because if we can't use the buildings at the moment, that would be terrible. That would be the end. But Jesus can and does and will use you if you look in. So if you are part of the church that Jesus promised to build, as you look in, it's so good to do three things, three things that you can look and see. So first of all, look in and see that Jesus is with you. His presence can bring you comfort. Uh, Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. In this time of uncertainty, we can feel so lonely at times. But it changes everything, not just to remember, but to know that Jesus is with us. Though we can't meet, Christ is in us. The hope of glory is in us. So look in uh, and look in and see that Jesus is with you. Not only is his presence can bring you comfort, but his presence can give you courage. (laughs) David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are with me. He gives us courage in our times of difficulty. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ in me. He gives you courage to to say yes, to be part of building the church. So so have courage. And, And thirdly, look and see that Jesus is with you. His presence provides resources for you to use, to use as you seek to serve Jesus and bring him glory. The Holy Spirit has given you gifts. Every person who's declared that Jesus is Lord, who is a follower of Jesus, has been given at least one gift to use. So what do you see as you look in? What are the gifts that he's given you? Has he given you the gift of help, encouragement, hospitality, preaching, teaching? We could go on and on. What gifts has he given you in there? And as you see them, you know, just see that he's resourced you at this time. So don't just look up and see that from God's perspective that Jesus is building the church. Uh, Yes, we can rejoice in that and thank him, but also look in, look in. Jesus is building his church in and through you. Finally, I want to say, see things, to see things as God sees them in this time of crisis. Why don't you look out? Look out. Don't trivialise the pain and hardship that you're facing at this time. Don't deny it or go out of your way to seek comfort at all costs. Do what God is calling you to do at this time, even if it's hard and even if it's challenging. Remember, not long after Peter's brilliant confession, Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. Why would Jesus be saying such strong words to Peter? 
Well, Peter was saying that his suffering and death would never happen to him. He was trying to help Jesus avoid suffering at all costs, but Jesus would have none of it. Jesus added, whoever wants to be my disciple must take up their cross and follow me. Do you know, it was in the most horrible circumstances of suffering that Jesus died for us. Such good came out of such hard times. And it's often in the most difficult circumstances that followers of Jesus stand out for their love, for their faith, for their trust. That's why Paul says uh, to those who would look out at this time, at this challenging time, he says, for we are God's handiwork created in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So look out, look to those around you first at home. It's often easier to say that you love the world, but often very hard to love those that are right in front of you each and every day in your home, day in, day out. How can you bring glory to God in the way that you love them? How can you show them grace and forgiveness and kindness, the kind of grace and forgiveness and kindness that God has shown you in Jesus Christ? Bless them this week. Find a special way to bless them. Maybe a note of encouragement you might write to them. Why don't you cook for them or do the dishes if those are things you don't usually do? Just do for them what you would have them do for you and seek to bless them as you look out in your home this week. Why don't you look out across the street this week? Jesus said, love your neighbour as yourself. Uh, Do you know uh, how they're getting on at this time? Is there a way that you could say, hey, we're thinking of you during this crisis. We care about you. Uh, When the crisis started here in Melbourne, we delivered a bag of goodies to our whole street. I think that's about 17 or 18 houses. And we put in all different items that were related to staying home, Uh, things to eat, things to play, things to to put up in their house. And we we did that and delivered them there. Just recently, well, actually a little bit later on, about a month later on, we had uh, drinks on the driveway and we encouraged our, our, our whole street to come out and say good day together on their driveways. Just recently, we delivered some baked goods to our neighbours that are closest to us, the six or eight houses just near us. And, and these acts, simple as they are, have opened up the best conversations. They know that we love Jesus and, and that, we, uh, that we are believers. And we hope that our little actions speak volumes to them and really point uh, to who, why we love them. And we pray that, you know, at times they will, they will want to know about Jesus because of what they've seen in our lives. So look out at home and look out in your street to those immediately around you, but also look out in your, in your church. I mean, one of the great ways you can respond in this time that you have is to, is to pray for your pastor, Aaron, as he leads the church. Pray for wisdom and for the ability uh, to really 
to, to really hear what God is saying at this time. Pray that Wangaratta Baptist Church would be a church that is flourishing, where you really do in every way exist to bring glory to God and the hope of the gospel to the northeast by making disciples through authentic worship, vibrant family, gospel-centered and joyful service, gospel-centered growth and joyful service. Uh, pray that these things would be evident more than ever now for Wangaratta Baptist. As you are comforted and given courage through the presence of Christ, as you look in, ask God to show you how you can use uh, best use the gifts that you have, the abilities you have, the passions, the experiences to help the church flourish. And as you look out at this time, I would just recommend you uh, using new glasses as you look out. <laughs> Seeing 2020 this year hasn't been the best, has it? So why not put on some new glasses? See things differently as you look out. Often we put God in a box, but things may be very different in the future to how we've seen them in the past. Do you know, the disciples would have no idea that the church that Jesus was going to be to build would be as big and as broad and as worldwide uh, 2,000 years later. They would have been amazed and shocked. They would have been surprised. Do you know, I guess one day we'll look back and be surprised at what's happened during this time. Why? Well, I think often change can bring about rapid growth. The early church in Acts faced persecution and the gospel spread because of that persecution. The, the Reformation was aided by the printing press that Martin Luther's 95 Theses uh, printed off and that rapid, that change actually brought rapidly all the all these writings into the hands of many people and change happened quickly. Uh, we have so many churches and pastors like Aaron and your church that have used their creativity uh, in these times so quickly and rapidly uh, to, to, to go online and to have services online. It's been incredible to watch the way our churches have done that in Victoria. Yet, I think that what has the m even more potential uh, to be an incredible impact for change and for growth at this time is that if you and I and every other person who are part of the church recognise that we are part of how Jesus is building his church and if we respond each day to those around us, as we look up, as we look in, as we look out. And if we do this, I just ask myself, why couldn't the God who is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine work in and through us in a way that we have never dreamed of before? So Wangaratta Baptist Church, I want to encourage you in this time to have God's perspective on this circumstance. So look up. Don't look down all the time. Jesus is building his church. Praise God. That is good news. And look in. Jesus is your Lord if you're following him. 
If the answer is, yes, I'm following him, then you're part of how Jesus is building his church. Find comfort, find courage and resources from his presence in you, even in these challenging times. And look out. If Jesus is building his church and using you, then look ahead with hope. Expect that God will do great things through this time. Let's pray together. God, we thank you uh, for all that you have done for us, for sending Jesus to die for us, for rising from the dead, for coming and living within us. And at, at this time, we're not alone. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're building your church and we can be part of it. And God, we look to you believing that you're able to do so much more than we ever asked or imagined. So we pray for Wangaratta Baptist. Bless each and every person as they do their part to build your church. This week, in every day, may they be wrestling with your word, may they be praying diligently, and may they be finding ways to look out and to love others. So God, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. from the
Thanks for coming along to church today. It was lovely to have you with us. We'll love to see you next week. Blessings.